Hello, everyone. Welcome to our show today. My name is John Drummond, or Yang Haowen. Hello, 大家好，欢迎各位再度来到 Angie 英文。我是 Angela. We have a special episode for you today, coming from my quarantine hotel, as I just got back into Taiwan from the United States. I'm stuck here for 15 days, so please excuse the poor audio quality. Nonetheless, we have a great episode for you today with my good friend Cody, who is known around the Taiwanese and Twitch community as Captain Meerkat. 今天因为这样刚从海外回来，目前还在饭店隔离中，没办法进录音室，而是打视讯电话跟来宾进行访谈，所以今天内容的的音质会比较杂一点点，好，对大家的耳朵真的很不好意思。不过今天我们访问的人 Cody 非常有趣，希望大家还是可以开心听完今天的节目。My guest today is American, but has been living in Taiwan for quite some time. He is a streamer, entertainer, YouTuber, teacher, and so much more. So, everyone, please welcome to Enjing Wen, my good friend Cody. What's up, my dude, bro? Thank you so much for joining us today on Enjing Wen. It's a very special edition, as I mentioned early on in the intro. I am recording from my quarantine hotel. So, what's up, brother? How are you? I'm doing well, man. Yeah, just got done with a、uh, four-hour stream today.、Um, I, I stream over there on Twitch, Twitch.tv/captain_meerkat, and you know, just just hanging out with some cool communities, playing some games, and having fun. Awesome, brother. Yeah, man, I love that. So, there's a few things I want to dive into today with you: entertainment, streaming, your language journey, all kinds of fun stuff. We'll jump into that. But first off, yeah, can you give a little self-introduction? Who are you, and what are you doing in Taiwan? Not a problem. So, my name is Cody. I came to Taiwan in 2008.、Uh, I'm originally from a,、uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. So, Indiana, for those of you who don't know. It's a super boring place. It's it's a flyby state. You don't need to go there. All right. Um. It's like you just got corn everywhere. No mountains or nothing. So I came in two in two thousand eight, which would have I would have was eighteen at the time. It was my last year of high school, and that was my first time being on a plane. Was coming here. So fast forward a little bit. Um. That that's what thirteen years ago. I've been here now. Love it. I did a little time learning Chinese at a language center. I got my undergraduate degree down in Tainan, and I've been teaching for the past couple years as a full time job. To, you know, pay the bills and everything, and slowly working on other passion projects like streaming and YouTube and things like that. Beautiful, man. Well, I was thinking today we can start with kind of your entertainment journey and how you've now kind of juggled essentially teaching, streaming, YouTubing, and TV shows. So, how about let's start with、uh, what got you interested in doing entertainment here in Taiwan. To be honest, it's it, it was always a passion of mine. So where I grew up, it was kind of a, a dangerous area. I mean, I'm not gonna say it was like super super, but it was definitely like you know, come home when it gets dark, street lights come on, that's your sign to get inside because it's it's not a safe area. So and we grew up, my family grew up kind of poor. So movies were always an outlet. Movies and games were always like a like a safety blanket for me.、Um, we didn't we couldn't afford cable growing up, so it was just VHS tapes. Those are just we would just I would just watch movies all day. So I've always had a passion for entertaining. And being like, and I've always had kind of like a I hate to use the word bubbly, but that kind of hyperactive personality. Jim Carrey being a, a, an acting role model of mine, so I've always had that kind of drive to do it, but never really thought I would have that opportunity, right? And then、um, fast forward a couple years of being in Taiwan, already being able to speak the language and everything. A friend of mine was on a TV show in Taiwan, and I went there.、Um, she's from England. And I went there because she was like, "Hey, I'm doing a show. Do you want to come check it out?" And this is when I lived in Tainan, and I was like, "Yeah, sure." In my mind, I'm like, "Yes, yes, yes. Let me go. Let me go." I was good friends with her husband, who's Taiwanese, and when we were like basically backstage. 
I was purposely talking to him in Chinese as much as I could, as loud as I could. Some about me at the time, I was like, I didn't want to be like, hey guys, you know, can, can I play? Can, can I join? There was something about me that wasn't willing to do it. But when they were like, hey, you know, you speak Chinese, you want to come on the show? And I was like, sure, sure. I guess I could do that. I guess I could do that. And in my heart though, I'm like jumping with joy and everything. Like finally, here we go. So started doing that. And I got more and more comfortable doing that show that kind of helped me lead into doing some other TV shows here in Taiwan. So yeah, I love that. And now kind of thinking about what you've transitioned into a lot right now during COVID and everything is you've been focusing on YouTube and streaming on Twitch. So I can see how, for lack of a better word, it's bubbly. I don't want to say outgoing right now. You're just such an outgoing character. You have now built this beautiful Twitch community right now. Can you share a bit about that journey? Yeah, I'd love to. So when I was saying when I was younger, right, movies were an outlet, but the other side of that was games. I was very fortunate, even though we didn't have a lot of money, my family was like, look, if you're playing games in the house, you're not outside causing problems or getting into trouble. So they were willing to buy some like Nintendo 64s and things like that, that I could play. Fast forward to Taiwan. I'd heard about Twitch like three years ago. I heard about Twitch and heard about like people can make a money, make money playing games and chatting with the community. And I never really thought that would be something I could do, but it was something that always kind of interests me. About almost a little less than a year ago, um, I told myself, you know what? I'm looking for something different other than teaching that I've been doing. Um, I'm looking for kind of a way out, a way to veer away from that and go down a different path. So then I was like, you know, even even if it doesn't work out, I enjoy playing games. I enjoy meeting people, talking to people. So let's stream on Twitch. And I've been very fortunate that some awesome people have joined me on that journey from all walks of life. We have people that are Taiwanese, like born and raised all in Taiwan, that they speak Chinese um, in chat. And I'll talk to them in chat in Chinese and stuff. I'd say... 85% of my streaming is done in Chinese. But then I also have like Taiwanese born people that are, that were raised abroad. Like one of my regular viewers, he's been in the US for the past 25 years and he comes in and it's, it's a great sense of community. Cause like I, I'm good at the games, but I'm not like, you know, top tier. Right. So what yeah. I've been, what I've been focusing on is like building that sense of openness and welcoming and like sharing cross-cultural benefits. So we also have people that are like from Singapore, from Malaysia, from Hong Kong, and we'll all jump in and they like everybody interacts really well together. We have a discord that we all kind of talk and, and chat in and stuff like that. So it's been, a, it's been a really cool thing to see develop over this, um, about what, uh, 10 months now, 11 months now. Beautiful, man. Yeah. And you know, it's so cool because, you know, we've known each other for, I'd say probably about three or four years, right? But what was so cool is we reconnected really deeply when we kind of got together in that financial investing group. You remember that? And I remember at that time, you were really thinking about, you know, how can you pivot? How can you, how can you be, you know, still using your teaching as supplementary income, but you can kind of think about how to push out of that. You know, it's been fun just to see you through Instagram. I'm sorry, I'm not big on Twitch yet, but I, I love to kind of just watch, you know, what you've been doing and you seem so happy and you seem fired up and it seems like a perfect fit for you. So much, much love to that journey, my brother. 刚才在节目一开始的时候，我们来宾Cody不是有做一段自我介绍吗？他讲到说他是从美国印第安纳州来的时候，说那边是一个fly by state，大家不知道有没有抓到他的意思？从Cody讲的super <笑> boring, you do not want to go there，哦，超级无聊，你不会想要去，大概就可以猜到这个片语应该是在表达他那个那个州非常无聊，吼，周围就玉米田，其他什么都没有。好, fly by state, 或是其实我们也会听到人家说 fly over state, 
是美国一个非常无敌倒地的用法，它可以用来指在美国人口众多、经济比较发达的东岸跟西岸之间比较乡下的一些无聊的州。好，无聊到什么程度呢？无聊到飞机常常都只会 fly over， 只会飞过，不会降落，因为很少人要去。好，所以这就是为什么我们讲它说是 fly over state， 因为是 fly over， 不会不会 land， 它就直接飞过而已。不过大家要注意哦，这个用法，如果你是本地人的话，再来用比较好，因为它其实算是有点贬义的贬义的意思，不然你可能就会不小心冒犯到别人。再来，他提到当年十八岁后来台湾，是因为参加一个语言交换的活动嘛，对不对？他说一下飞机呢，就受到我们台湾这边语言交换同学的列队欢迎，让他整个 hooked。好，这个马上就是爱上台湾，一待就是十三年，而且还在台南把大学念完了。这里讲的 hooked 是一个很口语的用法，它有对某人或是某事上瘾迷上或是疯狂喜欢的意思。因为 hook h o o k 它原本是指钩子或是用钩子把东西勾住，那把它变成被动式 hooked 被勾住的话。我们就可以把它联想成是被吸引、被迷倒，哦，很像有一个隐形的钩钩在把你勾着这样子。我们来听个例句 ：This show is awesome. I was hooked after just one episode. 这节目超好看，我只看一集就迷上了，结果现在每天追剧。<笑>接着他分享到的是，因为小时候家里周遭环境不是说很安全，所以只要天一黑就都会待在家里打电动或是看电影。但是呢，也因为这样子，让他开始对电影产生一种依赖。好，就是看电影的时候，会让他觉得很有安全感，而且也变得对演戏很有兴趣。像是九零年代那位好莱坞喜剧天王 Jim Carrey， 金凯瑞就是他的偶像。但这些一直都只是想想而已，也没有猜到自己真的会会有机会可以在荧光幕前现身。直到呢来到台湾之后，因为他会说中文，有了上了综艺节目的机会，才开启了他进入演艺圈的大门。那除了电影以外呢，也因为从小就也蛮常打电动的，虽然说不是什么高手，但是也很不错。加上也有听说这个在 Twitch 平台上面可以弄电玩直播，让你边打电动边赚钱，还可以跟世界各地人互通有无，所以也就让他慢慢在平台上有了新的发展。那这边我们说的安全感呢、啊，就是刚才在节目里面 Cody 讲到的 safety blanket， 好，或是有时候你会听到人家讲 security blanket。这篇语它这边指的是像小朋友常常会带着到处走的毯子，那总会给他带来安全感的东西。像像我个人小时候就是到哪都拖着一条可爱的小被被、小毛巾哦，只要有他在就很很很快可以睡着，安然入睡。但这个 blanket 有时候不一定真的是指毯子，而是只要任何可以给你带来这种安全感、熟悉的东西，就都可以是你的 safety blanket， 你的 security blanket。像对于小 Cody 来说，就是电影；或者像对有些小朋友而言，一个布偶、一个玩具也都可以是他的 safety blanket。甚至像我们的手机，有没有？现代人几乎是手机不离身的，只要哪天手机不在身上，就觉得很没安全感。但是只要手上有手机，哇，就好像变得万能，我天不怕地不怕这样子。好啦，我有点我有点夸大，但大概就是那个意思，你懂的。好啦，那这段内容就先在这边告一段落，我们赶快继续来听下半段的分享吧
What is next for Cody, 2021 and beyond? My biggest thing for now is just to get in shape. You know, I'm, I'm 31. Well, I'll be 31 next month and my body is going on 81. You know, it just, I wake up, I'm like, my knees are hurting, my wrists are hurting. Like, I grew up playing sports my whole life, right? And just being a goofy kid, always like running into stuff and falling down. So my, I'm like, look, I got to get back into shape. So that's, that's the main goal right now is, you know, but in terms of like career and stuff like that, definitely I see it as a, a three step process that I want to work on, which is, more of the entertainment, so that be TV shows, commercials, and TV shows could be talk shows or like actually like drama series, TV shows or movies, ideally. Another pillar being Twitch and growing that community and, and live interaction with some audience and friends and stuff like that. And then finally, YouTube. I have a YouTube channel, uh, Cody in Taiwan. And it's, it's a baby channel. It's just starting out. I think I only have like four or five videos. Um, on there because I'm also teaching myself video editing and stuff like that all with I have no artistic skills when it comes to that stuff the only thing I can do is dance in terms of art everything else singing um, drawing stuff I can't do it so teaching myself video editing and doing making YouTube videos some of which will be gaming related like stuff I do on stream some of which will also be like uh, IRL or in real life stuff where it's like me either going out once like you said when COVID's lifted we can go out or doing stuff at home or doing stuff with other YouTubers, things like that. Yeah, man. And I think it's perfect. And you know, it's cool too, you know, how you are creating this online community of like-minded individuals from all different walks of life. And you guys are sharing language, you're sharing culture, you're sharing, you know, different value systems and you're having fun. So it's super cool, you know, and like I, I got to see you right as you finish stream and you're just like, you're fired up, you're energized, you know, it's, it's, it's really, it seems very healthy too. You know, obviously you're sitting a lot, but at the same time, you're probably doing a lot of movement, working out and keeping yourself healthy in one way or another with that. Oh yeah. My, my chat always makes fun of me because like I, I usually play uh, FPS or first person shooter games, right? So they're always like, oh, it's 3D because I'll, I'll actually sit there and be moving around and stuff like that. Even though it like, it doesn't help me at all. It just makes me feel more comfortable, I guess. So we're getting a little bit of exercise in there. Were you one of the guys when you play like Nintendo, you'd like turn with? with oh, absolutely. 100%. Mario Kart all the way. Every time I'm like, it, it just makes them turn faster, right? Yeah, I love it. I love it. Nice, bro. Awesome, man. Well, I wish you nothing but success with that and love to kind of see, you know, as your journey unfolds. But thinking a little bit more, if you don't mind us transitioning to the wonderful story of your Mandarin learning. Can you share again what, you know, Take us through the process. You came to Taiwan for language exchange and what happened from there? I was fortunate when I was in high school that I went to a public school. We have to take a foreign language while at, at public school. And my school, the reason I say I was fortunate is we were one of the only schools, I, I think there were like three in the whole state that had someone who could teach Chinese. And I remember my first year of high school, we're choosing classes. And at my school, we could take Spanish, French, German, or Chinese. And I, I, I remember sitting there with my mom talking about like what classes I should take. And I'm like, I want to take Chinese. And she was like, that's stupid. Why would you do that? Mind you, this is back in what, 2006. And I'm like, oh, because in my mind, I was thinking, look, if I can do that, then I could pick up Spanish. I could pick up French. I could pick up German. There's a very similar to English compared to Chinese, which is completely different. I spent three years learning because my fourth year I came here. And that was just by sheer luck too. my teacher at the time. What, um, which would have been my third year of school was like, he had a brochure introducing the school that I later, that I mentioned my first school that I went to. And I took it home just to look at the pictures. I put the brochure on the counter. And then like five months later, my mom was like, get more hours at work. I was working at McDonald's at the time. She said, get more hours at work because in the next month or two, you're going to Taiwan. And I was like, let's go. Now, as far as language learning though, and I'm sure other people can relate to this that have tried learning a language where they don't have ample opportunity to use it. It 
didn't amount to a whole lot. Now, part of that is because I was a high school student. You know, I was, I was more interested in sports and everything. But when I first came to Taiwan, even though I learned Chinese for three years in high school, I could, I could, I could say ni hao and I could count to 10. I couldn't understand anything anybody was saying. I mean, even though I got good grades in school too, in terms of my Chinese class, it's just not being able to use it. Right. And unfortunately, my first year, why well, I say unfortunate, but I, I had a lot of fun. My first year in Taiwan, again, 18 in a foreign country where everywhere I go, people are like, Cody, I was like, I, I was having too much fun and not enough studying. So I didn't, I didn't improve. I went from being able to say ni hao to I want a, I want a hamburger um, in Chinese. That's <laughs> after nine months. That's all the improvement I made. So I told myself, you know what? Take it. What was supposed to be a gap year, take one year off of before starting university and come back to Taiwan and really, really try to improve my Chinese. So that would be my second year. I started in Tainan. Uh, that's where I moved to Tainan. And I studied at the language center at NCKU, National Chonggong University, which they've got a, their language center is quite well known. I'm 20 at the time now. I need to get a degree, in which case I got my undergraduate degree at NCKU all in Chinese. Now, the degree itself wasn't in Chinese, but everything was taught in Chinese. And just living in Tainan, man, living in Tainan gives you so many opportunities to use Chinese um, and yeah. a, li a little bit of Taiwanese too, compared to like where I live now in Taipei, I can get by using English pretty easily if I need to. No doubt, man. And yeah, what a journey that that's been and how, you know, that environment shift from being in Indiana saying ni hao yeah. and then coming here and being like, oh, I need to actually, you know, apply myself. So, you know, what insight you had too at 20 years old to be like, no, probably 19 or 18 even to be like, you know, I need to take one more year, take it seriously and look at you now. So mad respect to younger Cody. Can you think of anything that really helped you along the way? You know, maybe tips and advice you can share with our audience here on NG England. Not a problem. The biggest thing that I have to, that I tell everyone is you're going to make mistakes. You're going to make a lot of them. I, I'll tell you a funny one I made here in a minute, but you're going to make mistakes. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's, it's just like learning anything new, right? But the difficulty with learning a language is when you do make a mistake, it's a, it's apparent right away. If you say something wrong to someone you're having a conversation with, they're going to look at you like you're crazy, which I, that's happened to me many times. So guilty. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's it, whereas like if you're if you're like I say, you're learning a new math problem or something, it'll take a minute and it's not that bad. But with the language, it, it can really put people off. So so if you make a mistake, so be OK with that going in. Right. No, have that mindset going in. Look, this is new to me, but I need to speak it every day. So what, what I would do right to make sure I, I spoke it every day was. I'd wake up in the morning, review vocabulary flashcards. I wouldn't even set a time limit. I would take like whatever lesson I had that day. I'd take the flashcards and I'd go through them. Any ones I got right, I would put on the right. Any ones I got wrong, I'd put on the left. And then when I'm done, I'd go to the left pile, go through them again and do, keep doing that until I got them all. Then I'd go through and get them all again. And just building that vocabulary and then forcing myself to speak it. Anytime, like even if I, I tell, I tell people that I teach too, I say, if you only know, if you know a sentence, but you only know one word of whatever language you're trying to learn and practice, then use your language or whatever language you're comfortable with for everything else, except that one word. The grammar might be a little wrong, but you'll pick that up as you go. You need to get comfortable using that word. So for example, if I would say like, where's the bathroom, right? So I would say like, in Chinese, but if I didn't know how to say where, I would say, where's Tzuzul? Right. Like I, or, or, or some kind of version of that where uh, supplement the one that you're trying to learn in the sentence and slowly build from there. When I lived in Tainan, I would talk to my foreign friends that spoke Chinese 
in Chinese. And it was so much fun because Taiwanese people would look at us and be like, why are these two foreigners speaking Chinese to each other? So like just practice. I mean, it, it sounds so simple, but it is hard to do. Just force yourself to speak it as much as you can. I talk to myself in Chinese. Well, like I'll say, what am I doing? Or like, what's well, like a mob blah, 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 in, in Chinese? Just doing this as much as you can. Even when I go home to the US, I'm afraid I'll like forget. So I'll talk to my mom in Chinese and she doesn't understand a single thing. But I'll be like, and she'll look at me like, what, what are you doing? And then I'll say it in English, right? But just to keep that repetition yeah. going. So you were mentioning a little earlier too. You've got you've got quite a fun little story to share about a mistake. Can you uh, can you can you drop that one on us? Yeah. So if for any any viewer that's like, oh, well, you know, I'm worried about looking bad. Look, you never look worse than what how I'm about to look right here. So just keep that in mind. When I was learning Chinese again, this was my this was I was 19 at the time, right? And so there was a pretty girl, and I had just learned the word for eyes, yanjing. So I just learned the word for eyes and I, I wanted to go up to her, right? And I was trying to be all, you know, trying to be all suave and everything. So I went up to her and what I tried to say was, you have beautiful eyes, right? I tried to go up and say that. What I actually said was, which is penis. So I went straight up to her. Looked her dead in the eyes and was just like, you, you have a pretty penis. And she just ran away. And I was just like, later on when I asked my friends, they just started dying laughing. And I was just like, oh, don't make that mistake. And then the problem is I told myself, remember correctly, but I didn't. I, I like mix them up again in my head. And next time I did it again. After that, I was like, all right, I'm not making this mistake. So no matter what mistake you make, it, it won't be that bad. <laughs> love it. Love it. Yeah, man. Well, you know, very honest story right there. And so shout out, shout out to that. But um, unfortunately, man, we're coming to the end of the show. It goes by super, super fast. But if you could leave our, our viewers and our audience with one last answer of if you could go back in time and talk to a younger Cody, would there be any advice you give yourself about language or life? Yeah, actually, you know, I, I think there's one thing that, you know, growing up when I was between 15 to maybe 23, 24, and even now I still do it. Don't be afraid to push yourself. I find myself at times kind of taking the easy road. And I, and I don't necessarily mean the lazy road when I say that. Like it, a lot of times it's still a lot of work when I'm like making videos and stuff like that. But like, for example, if I have a friend that says, hey, no, no, I'll do that for you real quick. When it would be more like, let's say video editing, right? Oh, let me do that for you real quick. When it, it would be better for me to do it. So I have that knowledge so I can go back to it. Looking back, like through my high school times, I had a very easy time in high school, got great grades, but I also took the simplest classes that I could take. And it, it does affect me to today when there are times where I really need to like hunker down and learn something new or put in the work and the effort. And I find myself being really hesitant to do that, not necessarily because of fear of failure, whereas it used to be. Now it's just because it's uh, the habit that I built of kind of taking the, the, the less difficult road. And I would say don't to, to anyone who's younger, don't fear difficult things. Just go through it and, and try to take it as a learning opportunity. And that's probably what I would tell myself, my, my younger self. I'm loving the honesty as always. And uh, thank you for sharing some, some great advice and some, some wonderful stories. And I'm so happy to see all the things you're doing and, and all of the growth that you are. You know, you are doing a lot of things right now that you're growing in. So mad respect, brother. So uh, where can people find you on Twitch, maybe their, your YouTube channel, all the socials? Uh, Instagram is Cody in TW. So C O D Y I N T W for YouTube. It's Cody in Taiwan. And then for Twitch, it's 
twitch.tv slash captain underscore meerkat. The reason is, you know, meerkat's my favorite animal and uh, it's kind of a kind of boss being a captain. Love it. Captain meerkat. All right, my dude. Is that a meerkat in the back? That is. That's that's what it's supposed to be. We got him a little captain's hat. Um, we nice. also got, when I went to Taipei Zoo, we got a little meerkat thing here too as well. So that, that, that that's what that is over there. Growing, growing the little, uh, the pirate ship community back there. Exactly. <laughs> 下半段这边呢，除了提到说 Cody 打算要开始健身，把身体顾好以外，也讲到希望可以在电视节目、在电影方面有更多的演出机会。至于自己的网络平台呢，像是 Twitch 跟 YouTube， 当然也是希望可以发展的越来越好。尤其是他的 YouTube 频道现在才刚起步，只有四五部影片而已。虽然说剪片不容易，但是一步一步来，相信很快的他的频道就会有很多收视率。讲到这边呢，我们有两个片语想要来跟各位听众朋友们分享。一个是前阵子有提过的 “people from all walks of life”， 好记得吗？它意思是各行各业、各个领域的人。好，那另外一个呢是 “in shape”。如果你说要维持体态、维持健康，那就是 “stay in shape”。Stay in shape。我们听个例句 ：She works out every day to stay in shape. 他每天都运动，保持健康。或是如果你说某个人 is in great shape， 那就是说哇，他这个人身体状况非常良好。相反的，如果是不健康、发福了、体能很差的话，我们可以说 in bad shape， 或是 out of shape。像假设你可能好一阵子都在家里防疫，没有上健身房，体能呢实在不太好，你就可以说 I'm really out of shape。再来 ，Cody 提到他在美国的时候，其实就已经有先学过三年的中文，但都不太有机会可以去实际运用到，所以口说能力范围大概就是局限在你好的阶段，<笑>跟我们在台湾学英文一样，考试可能可以写得很不错，但是只要一开口说就是一个很大的挑战。好，那在台湾。参加语言交换之后啊，因为每天玩的太开心了，也没有在练习，所以也也没有进步太多。幸好有警觉性的他呢，非常向上。第二年开始上台南成功大学的语言课程，顺利把中文学好学满，好到呢，他还用中文完成成大的学士学位。而且因为在台南的关系，连台语都学到不少，可见我们学语言的那个环境有多重要，对不对？那这边讲的这个学士学位，除了 bachelor's degree， 我们也可以用 Cody 用的这个字 undergraduate degree。好， undergraduate 或是 undergrad， 它有大学生的意思。那如果再上去一点，硕士生的话，除了可以用 postgraduate， 我们也可以说 graduate student， 或是再更简化一点，直接变成 grad student。最后，博士生的话呢，最常听到的说法就是直接把字母念出来。Ph.D. 好 ，Ph.D. student 博士生要注意哦，他的 P 是大写 ，H 小写，但是 D 一样要大写。接着他不是有跟大家分享到他是怎么练中文的吗？讲到说他会不时的讲中文，自己自言自语的时候用中文，然后跟一样讲英文的朋友也是用故意用中文讲。就连回美国的时候，因为怕没有环境会忘记，也继续呢用中文跟妈妈讲话。整个就是非常的投入哦。虽然说妈妈也听得不飒飒，想说你写公是在讲什么，<笑>不过主要他可以讲的这么好。也是因为他自己不怕犯错了，然后有越挫越勇的精神。像他提到的，跟女生搭讪，想要
赞美人家眼睛很美，但是因为发音没有发好，把他眼睛不小心讲成男生的小弟弟。虽然那我可以想到那个画面，那个那个场景应该是无敌尴尬。虽然说，但是虽然说犯了这样子尴尬的一个错误，也没有让他打退堂鼓，反而更努力练习。所以他建议，想要学外语的听众朋友，不管是学哪一种语言，就是做好万全的心理准备去犯错练习就对了。最后 ，Cody 提到说，他希望自己不要老是因为怕难、怕麻烦，就都只选简单的事情做。有时候呢，比较难走的那一条路，或许会是帮助我们学习成长的大好机会哦。好啦，虽然今天的音质真的不太优，谢谢大家还是努力把节目听完，希望你们都有从这次的内容学到一些东西哦。Awesome, brother. All right, man. Well, thank you for joining us today on Ngwen, and shout out to you and all your journey, my man. Not a problem, man. Thanks for having me. It was fun. See you guys. Peace, brother. 好啦，今天的节目就到这边告一段落啦，感谢各位的收听，别忘了订阅我们的 Spotify 还有 YouTube 频道哦。那喜欢我们节目的话，也要记得到 Instagram 到 IG 上追踪我们哦。如果各位有什么其他问题是想要问来宾的，也请欢迎在底下留言告诉我们，我们一定会想办法帮你问到手。好啦，那就下周在空中相会喽，拜拜。